Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and back with me this week... Yes, it's the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the Shawn Michaels to my Kevin Nash. It is Steven Davidson. Welcome back, sir. Good to have you. Thanks. Thanks. That's, I think that's the most apropos one you've done. Okay. <laughs> well, remember, I mean, there apparently you're not there that is tall, a, though. There, that's true. That's true. There is a picture, though, if you remember, floating around, probably at my house somewhere, because I believe my mom took the picture and of us in the pose. I oh I forgot about that. You're right. You were doing the we Shawn did. Michaels and I was mm-hmm. doing the diesel behind you. So yep, we did that at some point in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, welcome back. Uh, you know, missed you last week, of course, but you know, life happens, stuff got, comes up. Um life definitely happened and stuff definitely came up. But yep. yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm back and I'm I'm better this week, although just barely, because I've got stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, we we're going to have a, a hot show, hot show, hot show. We're going to shoot, shooter yeah. show today. <laughs> but uh, let's we kick off with our three count. Uh, we were supposed to do it last week, of course, but uh, we'll be doing it this week. So it's a little late, but still themed to SummerSlam, which was our favorite, our three favorite SummerSlam main events. And uh, I just thought it would be fun since SummerSlam was this past weekend. We'll be talking all about that, but we'll let you kick it off. What is your third favorite SummerSlam main event? All right. Well, for me, I had to go all the way back to 1988, the very first SummerSlam with the Mega Powers and the Mega Bucks. Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage against Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase. Again, during my my formative years as a fan, uh, that 1988 year is really the year that, that hooked me for the rest of my life. And uh, SummerSlam was a huge part of that. It was, it was the, the, the second pay-per-view besides WrestleMania. They had done Survivor Series the, the previous year in 1987 uh, and then followed that up in August with a new one, SummerSlam. And uh, it was in a time when pay-per-views really, really were a big deal because there weren't many of them. And um, it was also a time when tag team matches like Hogan and Savage versus DiBiase and Andre were a big deal because you didn't get them every week on USA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was a huge deal. Uh, I've talked ad nauseum about the Elizabeth moment in this match. So that only added to the, we'll say appeal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it's one of, it's, it's one of my most heartwarming wrestling memories that SummerSlam main event of the first SummerSlam. So yeah, it gets my number three spot. Awesome. That's a great, great choice. I totally and, and, agree. And Jesse is the referee too. And you know, I love Jesse. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Jesse Ventura, the body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very heartwarming match too. You're right. Um, my number three, uh, very heartwarming to me, especially in the moment when it happened, we've talked about it. It's 2014. It's Brock and Cena and Brock mm-hmm. just destroying him. Yeah. Which at the time, like I say, I, because it was such a shock, such a, I can't believe they're doing this in the main event, no less. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, just 
the way he manhandled him and just really, I mean, and I mean, Brock was the beast anyway, but if you had any doubts, cause he had come back for runs where he usually came back and lost to whoever um, rather quickly, like Hunter. And, and I think Cena before that once before anyway. Yeah. And so, but something that, you know, it was just, okay, it's going to be different this time. Now yeah. we're positioning Brock is the attraction. He is the pinnacle, the beast, the top of the mountain. And I mean, talk about taking a match and just really hammering that point home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember someone that I know knew on social media um, uh, <laughs> complained about the match saying how horrible it was. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like the, the story of this match was tremendous. It was something we, we don't see. Uh, it was something that was believable and mm-hmm. it was something that, that's like you just said, set Brock up to, to be something new and different. Yeah. Um, and to tell that comeback story for Cena. Uh, we'll talk about something kind of similar in a few minutes, but not really. Um, but for this, it, it worked. Cena got a little something in. Yeah. But... It, wasn't, it wasn't a complete squash. He did right. have some offense. It yeah. just seemed ineffective basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but definitely set the tone for what Brock Lesnar would be from then on. Yeah. All right. So for me, my number two can't go back further than 88. So we're going to be a little newer, okay. uh, but, but still going back away to 1997 where Bret Hart defeats the undertaker for the uh, WWF, his fifth and final WWF heavyweight championship. Uh, Shawn Michaels is the referee here. And uh, gets into a little spat with Brett, swings a chair at him, accidentally hits The Undertaker. Brett goes for the pin. Sean was not allowed to show any favoritism towards The Undertaker in this match, or he would be, I don't remember what it was, fired or, or I don't know, sacrificed to Eric Bischoff, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, so he had to count that three. And uh, I, it was a great match. I think they actually had as good as this one was. I think they actually had a better match at, at uh, one night only a little bit later over in the UK, but it, this was a great match. Brett won the championship. It meant a lot to me, especially during that run mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, he was the, the heel in America and the face everywhere else. And uh, I've mentioned before the, the angrier people got at his success, the happier it made me. <laughs> and so I was very happy this night seeing all those Americans boo, boo, boo. Um, like I'm talking like I'm not an American. I, I am. Um, for better or worse, I am. Uh, but I was absolutely on Brett's side. Uh, he was saying things that were true about wrestling fans and uh, are still true, to be honest. And so I liked seeing him make them a little angry. And yeah. um, he was my favorite anyway. So add all those things up and it's my number two. Excellent. Excellent choice. I definitely see why that would be your number two. Uh, I bet I know what your number one is. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, I, I bet most people do. If people yes. have been listening to this show for long enough, I think everybody knows. Yep. For my number two, it's 2005. Hogan and Michaels. Yeah. Um, I mean, this match, say what you will about it. The oversells, the mm-hmm. the politicking behind and, and everything that went on in behind the scenes in this match. But I mean, still this was, I mean, just icon versus icon yeah. that so they marketed it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 
Hogan and, and Michaels, two of the hugest names ever. And how, how can you go wrong? And Hogan's back to the red and yellow, real American. Michaels is basically playing the heel in this he, whole scenario. He turned heel just for this program. Yeah. Um, and like I say, the overselling, but even without the overselling, just from start to finish, it's a good match. And it had me invested as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got all the the high notes, you got the Hulk up, you know, at the end from Hulk and and the boot and the ridiculous boot. <laughs> that sell on the big boot is one of the best. Is that did he like spin and flip? What was it? I, it's like I he hit him and then he he fell down, but then kind of rolled back up and oh, then okay. tumbled back down. So he he basically bumped for it multiple times. Yeah, he basically did yeah. the double bump. And yeah. then, of course, the way he kicks his legs up when he takes the leg drop is also pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, but still, for me, it was it's just, again, the two names involved, what it meant at the time. Just, wow, this clash that we never thought we'd see. And we got and we got it. And that that's just big deal to me. And I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, was the only time we got that match. Yeah. One and only one yep. night only. Yep. Uh, unlike, you know, other matches that they have said would be and weren't. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, or other, ma- they've just stopped promising that sort of thing now. Like yeah. <laughs> they know better. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get it on pay-per-view and the next six Raws. Yep. Yeah. Or six Raws and then a pay-per-view. <laughs> right. Yes. That's that's probably or two before and three after. after. Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then when they're done with that, main event. Then main event. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So yeah. Okay. My number one. We all know what it is. We all know where we're going. We're going to Wembley Stadium in 1992 for Bret Hart and the British Bulldog. Look, my guy didn't even win this match, and it's still number one. That's how good it was. Uh, to hear, we've talked about it before, to hear Brett talk, Davey was a little out of it during the match because of some substance ab- abuse that he did before. I don't know. That's certainly the impression Brett's under. Sure or not, it was great. Um, I've talked about this match so many times, like I don't even know what else to say about it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. That's what I'm going to say about it. The crowd was nuts. Uh, you had the extra added dimension of Diana being in the crowd, not in the front, like nowhere near the front. For, <laughs> <laughs> they gave her a pretty crappy seat for this match. Um, so she needed to talk to somebody about that. Uh, <laughs> they, like, why was she cheering for Davy? He clearly was the one that was in charge of getting her the seat for this match. <laughs> I think Brett would have got Brett. All, the parents, Stu and Helen, always in the front row. It's Brett true. was getting the seats. Yeah. Brett would have gotten her a front row seat. It's true. So, it's very yeah. true. So she uh, <laughs> she should have been cheering for Brett, like <laughs> I was. Um, but uh, Brett kind of shifted his he, – he went a little heel for it. Not full heel, but just he tweaked his performance a little bit to be a little heel, being in, uh, you know, Wembley in, in London there in front of the Bulldogs' home crowd, and he, he made it work. He – he didn't try to get cheers over Davey. He let Davey have his night. Yeah. And uh, just tremendous match with uh, kickouts that you didn't expect and near falls you didn't expect and a finish that we had never seen before, which we have seen 
since. In fact, we saw something similar. I don't remember which match it was. We saw something similar to it this week. Um, oh, I remember what it was. No, it was the first fall of uh, Cole and O'Reilly. Ah, okay. Similar finish there. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen it before, but that was the first time we'd seen that finish. And it was just a masterpiece from beginning to end. Yeah, I, I agree. I also put it at number one because it yeah. is the pinnacle of SummerSlam matches. Mm-hmm. I even thought about it. I was like, well, I know Steve's going to pick it. I'll pick something else. But I just I just couldn't because this no. match is so good. Got to be it real. It is so good. Yeah. Um, we talk, and we've talked about this again ad nauseum. We've talked about this one several times, but mm-hmm. um, again, uh, just a perfectly structured match. And the maestro being Bret Hart, who just played that symphony. Like I say, depending on what was going on with Davey, you know, who knows? You know, Bret thinks there were some substance issues, yes, but Bret was still able to go out there and make us not realize it. Yeah. You know, well, and Diana later said, if that was true about Davy, then how good is Davy too? Yeah. So for Davy you know, to to be mm-hmm. potentially under some kind of influence and still be able to mm-hmm. go out there and put on that kind of match, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, no, fantastic. Obvious number one. Uh, a fun little uh, look back with SummerSlam now in our rear view, of course. But uh, what are we looking forward to next week? What challenge do you have? All right, I want to know your three favorite in all of wrestling history, wrestling weekly TV shows. Okay. So like if Velocity was your favorite wrestling show of all time, this is your chance to talk about how much you loved Velocity, Tim. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I'm not going to be saying like stardom because that's not how stardom works. You don't get this new stardom every Saturday or whatever. They just record their shows and post them when they do them so i'm talking like a it doesn't have to be a weekly tv show but a, a tv show with a title that was put out you know at regular intervals or whatever yeah that wasn't a one-off it right. has to be like it had to be a series basically right right okay i like it i like it something different i yep. like it i like it a lot so uh, tune in next week for that our three favorite wrestling tv shows um and and i'm talking wrestling not like glow on netflix like actual right yeah rest, not not not, not, a not a show about wrestling not a show about wrestling right but an actual professional wrestling, wrestling product yes. show right. Right. um yeah no i like it i like it a lot um yeah let's jump into it because man what a weekend a lot happened what a weekend and we have to start at the top with rampage with the return, the worst kept secret in wrestling, yeah. as they said, um, and the return of CM Punk, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Just, I thought, I thought what they did was perfect. How he returned, mm-hmm. uh, just coming out, no interviewer, just let him come out and talk, and he talked about himself, what it felt to be back, like I said, and and I totally, I totally believe him when he says he didn't know what he was talking about till he got out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's there's no punk, reason not man. to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the deafening sound of that crowd. Yeah. My, I just, I, what, what I wouldn't have given to be in that crowd. Cause I bet that it, that's just a, a big moment in history for AEW, for wrestling in general, uh, for CM Punk to come back and he's back full time. This isn't, uh, you know, a part time kind of gig. He's like, I got the time. 
Fridays, Wednesdays, four Saturdays, Sundays a, a year. I'm back. I'm in. Yeah. And I think that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, how, how'd you feel about it? Uh, it? It was definitely a big moment for sure. Uh, like you said, we, we, you know, we knew it was coming, um, but that didn't make it any less special. Um, punk was, you know, in his day, punk was kind of a, what's the word I'm going for? He, he, he was, well, he said it himself, the voice of the voiceless, so to speak. Uh, he he said the things that wrestling fans were trying to say but didn't feel like they were heard when they said them he represented those people um and in doing so he created a connection with Mm -hmm. those people and uh a connection that never was really broken and so yeah seeing him come back and hearing him come back uh you know what else were we to expect especially in his hometown yeah, I mean, um, come on. Right. We've seen Chicago react to him before. And so we, we knew it would be something along those lines. Um, I, I thought his promo at times got a little disrespectful towards other people in the business. Um, when he was talking about how he left professional wrestling when he was in WWE. So to me, my thought was, well, does that mean your matches with Daniel Bryan weren't wrestling matches? Does that mean your matches with John Cena weren't wrestling matches? It felt insulting to the people that worked with him uh, and to the company that made him the star that got that reaction last weekend. True. Without, if he had not left Ring of Honor to go to WWE, he wouldn't be this CM Punk. And that's just a fact. Um, but... At the same time, there are other ways to interpret what he was saying, and that's fine. And he's still who he is. Like he's still CM Punk. And I get being angry at a place that you stopped enjoying, uh, stopped stopped wanting to to work for. I get that. I've been there, so I can understand that resentment. Uh, I, I do wish he would have maybe worded things a little different a couple of times, but for the most part, I understand where he was coming from. And uh, it was nice to hear somebody go out and just talk and be real and just say what they were, what they were thinking and feeling. Cause we don't get that a whole lot anymore. Yeah. Uh, and again, and for me, I think this is kind of the sentiment that, he, and I don't think he was really attempting to drop a pipe bomb or really go after the WWE with this promo. I think that's how it just came out again. He just started talking. I think for him and how I took it was, you know, when he was just about the wrestling, when, you know, it wasn't about the, the merchandise, the, the money, the, you know, the pay-per-views, anything like that. When it was just, it was all about the wrestling and the creativity between those wrestlers and, you know, in ring of honor and that kind of thing, as opposed to the corporate machine that WWE is, I mean, good or bad, however you feel about it, you know, um, kind of sports entertainment, and professional wrestling in his mind, in his mind. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't take it as he was disrespecting the matches he had in WWE, the matches themselves. I think he just meant the process mm-hmm. for, for me. That's what I took was he meant the yeah. process of the business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed just the candid talk. Right. It seemed like he almost forgot. Oh yeah. I got to challenge Darby Allen <laughs> towards the yeah. end. Um, 
but crazy Darby Allen first up on the agenda. Does Darby is Darby always in the rafters? Because I haven't been watching lately. Is he always there? He was usually somewhere, maybe not like the rafters is more of since Sting came along. Right. Yeah. He had been in the rafters maybe once or twice before, if I remember correctly. But he was always somewhere up in the arena, up high, watching down at what's going down. Like at any Uh, point, unless he's wrestling or something, like he's always up there somewhere. Typically. Typically. Okay. I'm just wondering, like, why was he there at that specific time was my question. But if he's always there. Yeah, no, it is. They It is precedent. He has been in there before up there in the rafters um yeah what a first match for punk um it's it's gonna be interesting to to see how they how they book punk because punk is at his best when he is mm anti-establishment and now he's in a promotion that basically prides itself on being anti-establishment the whole promotion Mm -hmm. so what kind of programs will he have so like when he was he, he was at his hottest when he was against John Cena and when right. he was against Triple H and The Rock, like the chosen ones. But then put him against somebody who doesn't really have that perception, like an Alberto Del Rio or whatever. People still like him, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't, wasn't quite the, the same. The firm. fire wasn't there in those programs. Um, so I'm interested to see how they book him and how there'll be fire at first no matter what he does just because people are glad to have him back but after a little time i'm curious to see what they do yeah um and i like and just jumping ahead just slightly to dynamite because he did have his interview with shivani on dynamite uh kind of following up and again thought it was great he came out and i like how the setup for you know darby and all the other young guys that he was naming uh he's like first it's darby because i gotta i gotta find out for myself did you all hear that car I did not. Okay. It was really loud. Usually you hear it. Sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it was hear really it. loud that drove by my house. Yeah. They <laughs> wanted your attention and I'm glad they didn't get it. They did not get I just, it. I just gave it to them. So, okay, keep going. <laughs> but uh, where he was talking about, I want to find out, can I still go? And I like that. I like that kind of setup is he wants to see if he can still hang with these young guys. But yeah, how they book this first match, I'm very interested to see. Because I just I don't see him making this return and then losing to Darby. No, no, no. But uh, at the he's same, he's got to win. He, I think he's he's going to win. But I think it's the rub. They're going to really make Darby look really, really good mm-hmm. in this match. And I like how he say, "No, if I was fifteen, Darby Allen would be my favorite guy." Talk about putting the guy over. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about how he he puts over Britt Baker with his the first words he mm-hmm. says from yeah. being back, and he uses it to put over Britt Baker. Yeah. This is what I'm really excited about having him back is, yeah, I, I want him back to see him in the ring and to have good matches and some dream matches like him and Omega and, you know, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Which happen. will happen. Yeah, that's, that's got to happen. absolutely going to happen. And he might be the guy that is the, the one that takes the title from. Him. Yeah, um, but it's like, ah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. But I'm excited because he is excited to just be around the business again. Mm-hmm. Um, after Rampage, he stayed on a media scrum for like an hour with Tony Khan answering questions. And he was done like in the first 20 minutes. He stayed an extra 40 just hanging out, answering more questions. He's like, hey, I got time. I ain't going nowhere. And then what I really, really liked, um, and actually I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for the what we love this week. We'll, we'll jump oh. back to it as okay. it doesn't 
directly affect anything else, but it's punk related. But um, okay. we'll save that for the end. Um, but yeah, we had, but that, not the only return. Talk about big returns. And I mentioned, I was like, you know, the rumors were going around with punk coming back that WWE was going to try and stack the deck to counter program a little bit and keep the limelight on them with SummerSlam. Totally understandable. And we got not one, but two huge returns. Um, One, which, you know, I I won't say I saw coming, but I wasn't super surprised that it happened. And then one I was because reports were that it definitely wasn't going to happen. Uh, the first one, and I know we're going to, well, actually, let's do the second one because I know we got a lot to talk about with the, <laughs> the other one. Uh, the one that happened at the end of the night and the return of Brock Lesnar yeah. um, is the one I did not expect, um, but I thought was amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, our friend Shane was here watching SummerSlam. And, you know, I, th- I think, certainly speaking for myself, I thought the, you know, the, the lower third uh, trademark was about to pop up and the show was about to close and then that music hit and shane and i both at the same time simultaneously just went oh (laughs) (laughs) that's all that's what i that's what i live for i'm so so sad i wasn't able to be there with you guys yeah to watch it man definitely did not see it coming absolutely did not and and how rare is that we talk about how we knew cm punk was coming yeah it was still great but we knew it was coming uh, did not have any idea that Brock was coming back. Yeah. It um, didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, like I said, I, after the reports last month were like, yeah, no, he said, you know, definitely not happening. Ain't going to be no SummerSlam for Brock. Maybe somewhere else down the line because they haven't even worked out contract stuff yet. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. no biggie. Uh, and, and he's back with less neck than ever. Yes, <laughs> no neck. <laughs> um, he's massive. And- is being positioned as the top baby face right. on SmackDown. I tell you, and, and you know, other people have pointed this out too, but I had the thought in the moment, what's really going to be fun here is, is Heyman. Yes. Like I said, we talked about this a couple months ago. I was like, how awesome would it be when Brock comes back, if he comes back to try and challenge Roman, and then you have the Heyman angle in the middle and how much you can do with that. Yeah. What's the explanation going to be? What happened between Brock and Heyman? What's that story? Like, I care about that. I want to hear that. I care more about that than Roman versus Brock. Yeah. It's like, at this point, Roman, eh, you're just there because Heyman manages you. (laughs) (laughs) In this story, I care about Brock and Heyman and what's going on. Can't wait for for, uh, uh, tonight to see where we go with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, he's back for a year and a half and for up to eight matches. Hey. Yeah. Which is a little bit more frequent than we're kind of yep. used to. So mm-hmm. I am totally down for that. And like I say, we love that. Let's talk about something that's very, yeah. very divisive. Yeah. I'm glad the Brock return happened at the end because I was taken completely out of the show earlier in the night. Oh, we were texting. I could tell you were pissed. I was. Yeah. I was upset. Um, But basically, to set it up, Bianca Belair comes out, and I even text you, and even though I was a little bit behind, apparently, in the stream, when she came out first, I was like, uh-oh. See, I, I told Shane, I said, because even even as the match was starting to happen, reports were still, Sasha can't compete. Sasha's not going to be there. 
And so, you know, we didn't know what to think in the moment. And I said, here's what will be telling. If Bianca comes out first, that's going to be telling. If Bianca comes out first, Sasha's not coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll give WWE credit with the swerve machine, at least in this, and the surprise factor that they had Carmella come down. Yeah. My, my, my friend Mark sent a funny message to me. He said, basically, Carmella's job was to go out and be as big a disappointment as possible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Essentially. Which, yeah. And he's right. He's right. That that was what she was asked to do, which kind of sucks for her because I think she's worked to oh, be yeah. better than that. She's she's better than than that. But that is the position they put her in. Yeah. And, and yeah, it sucks for her, but she'll bounce back from it. I'm not, you know. It's, it, it it's was better that she's a heel. Yes. If she was a face, it would be worse. Yeah, it'd be a lot worse. As we'll get to. But so she's in the ring. It's getting ready to start. And then they lit the roof on fire. And Becky Lynch, the music hit. The crowd went nuts. She came back. She looks fantastic. Um, gets in the ring. Crowd's going. And even you could even see it because I, I love the reaction from Bianca, like all excited mm-hmm. about it. Like these are the parts I really liked. Yeah. And it was fine up to this point. And Becky's like, how about you and I go one on one in front of them? And why don't we do it? Let's, you know, let's tear the house down. And let's do it for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. Cool. Let's do it. And then fake handshake, punch, manhandle slam. Yeah. One, You're two, Nagi, three. Rock bottom. Yeah, basically a rock it. bottom. Gets the one, two, three, and it's over. That's it. Seconds. And I, uh, okay, now I'm going to clarify. I have I, I I have no problem with Becky being booked to win. I get it. Returning, I get it. I have a problem with it being a squash. It's like you could have booked this and it been a real competitive match. And then it wouldn't feel as bad. You know, did I want Bianca that to definitely lose? Would, no. Yeah, that definitely would have been better. I'm still not sure that I would have been okay with a Becky win. It depends on what their goal is. Yeah. And so, now they're saying that Becky's going to be the top heel. And this is going to be fun because we're going to get to watch history repeat itself. The same thing that happened with Austin is going to happen with Becky. Nobody's going to want to boo her because of the character that she's built. And this is going to be like a, a, a fart in church. Except, it's going to be stupid. <laughs> except on Raw, on Monday, when they showed her picture with the belt, she got booze. But again, I think people are booing the booking. I don't think they're booing Becky. But to a lot it of people... It may translate that. Yeah, if, to if a it, lot of people, they can't tell the difference. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, hopefully this is done and, and they can get Becky over as a heel and Bianca gets this belt back, you know, especially since we have, well, we know that they say that because uh, we don't have any clarification and it's none of our business, quite frankly, as to why Sasha's out um, right. and can't compete, but they said she shouldn't be out long. Yeah. So, um, but in the meantime, with Becky back, she might want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Who Let's knows? Be honest, or it's all going to be Becky and Charlotte, and and the big thing and the crazy thing right now is now you know we're like 
a little more than a month away from a draft. Yeah. We have the draft coming up. So who knows where everybody's going to land, what the landscape is going to look like. I've been reading stuff about USA and Fox being at odds with each other because now you have Brock and Becky on SmackDown with Roman and Finn (laughs) and Cena was basically on SmackDown. Sasha. Sasha and Raw being left to the wayside is i mean if there was ever an indication that raw is the solid b show now this is it yeah um we'll see what happens after the draft but goodness but yeah no i i really just hate the booking here i think it destroyed every ounce of work and heart that they put with bianca out there from leading into wrestlemania and after it's like ah. okay all right all right I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk. Go for it. I'm, I'm going to talk. You have a coffee or something? You can relax a little bit? Yeah, I, I got it. I'm cool. Okay. All right. All right. That's not a coffee. That's, that's what, what, what is that? Is it a mellow? It's a mellow yellow. I, I no. hate coffee. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Hot chocolate. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Bianca, for how long now, has been marketed as the toughest the strongest, the fastest. Did she look tough? Did she look strong? Did she look fast? The smartest. Did she look smart? No. Look, this has been done before. The Ultimate Warrior did it to the Honky Tonk Man. Paige did it to AJ Lee. To some extent, what you were talking about earlier, Lesnar did it to to Cena, but not really. That was different. Seamus and Daniel Bryan. Seamus and Daniel Bryan. Yes, that's really the one the one that it reminds me of because I I'm hoping this will have a Daniel Bryan effect for Bianca. Yes. Uh that's my hope. But the differences there in those three Honky Tonk Man, um uh Daniel Bryan, um AJ Lee, they were heels. They yeah. were heels. You do this to a face. It's it's serious damage done. Bianca's good enough that she may be able to overcome it just through sheer talent and willpower. Um, we watched Sasha overcome the worst booking for a mm-hmm. good three years through sheer talent. Bianca has enough talent. She may be able to do it, but they are not doing her any favors. No. If you want Becky to be a heel, if that's the plan, and I'm not convinced of it, but we'll see. Then you have Becky come out, make the challenge, and lose. She loses. And then she gets upset, attacks Bianca, becomes super aggressive. That's the heel turn. Bianca still looks credible, more credible, because mm-hmm. she just beat Becky, who'd run through the entire division for two years before leaving to, to have a baby. So that's instant mega credibility. Bianca main evented WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. She beat Sasha Banks. They won an ESPY. Won an ESPY. And this is the booking they've convinced themselves is helping her. Yeah. You can get the results you want without making her look ridiculous and without making her look like everything she said about herself is bullcrap. Because that's what it looked like. 
that's what and so now we're going to be back to becky and charlotte are your champions again shock yeah and it's going to be becky dominating everybody she'll lose the belt when she retires or gets pregnant again and charlotte losing the belt over and over only to quickly regain it so that she can have 787 title reigns so she can hit 17 and have more championships than rick more than likely Uh, why stop well yeah why stop there right that's Uh, what it feels like we're in for i know people will defend I don't know what people, but I'm sure somebody out there will defend the booking and come up with reasons why it was fine. And, oh, just wait and see how it plays out. I'm sitting here saying it can play out the way that you have in mind, whatever that is, without making Bianca look stupid and without taking away everything that she'd done for herself and for the company, starting with the Royal Rumble through SummerSlam. It was an insult to her as a talent. It was insult to her character. And it was just a harbinger of things to come that unless you're Becky Lynch, you can forget having any sort of serious credibility at the top of the card. Unless you're on Raw and you're Charlotte. Yeah, and the crazy, again, we were talking about this before we went on to record, is that apparently Becky being at SummerSlam was always the plan. Like that was a shirt. Yeah, there was a shirt ready to go on sale. Yeah, so it was definitely the plan, but Originally, she was supposed to probably come out after the Sasha and Bianca match and challenge the winner or just be like, I'm back and I'm coming for whoever, you know, whatever, however you position it. But then as last second, if it's to be believed as as short of notice as Friday night, the decision was made that there would be a match and Becky would win. I was hearing even on Saturday, they weren't sure what was going to happen. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. Come on, Vince, because you know it's it's Vince. Well, I, my my impression was they weren't sure if Sasha would be able to go. That was my impression. So I everything I've read the said was. they knew Sasha was not going to be there a week and a half before. Really? Yeah, but they but they wanted the surprise because mm-hmm. they knew Becky would at least be there, even though they didn't think she would be wrestling at the time. So they still promoted the match, so it would be a real big dis like the thing you know disappointment but oh yay our hero's back kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so that apparently was the plan once they knew that sasha was out which again and again who knows if the reports are true this is based on because it was uh, it was sean ross sat that was on saturday afternoon still saying women's match is up in the air the smackdown women's match is up in the air so uh, yeah who who knows yeah who knows but yeah we do not like how that played out (sighs) Like I say, I'm a Becky fan. I'm happy to have her back. I think it's good for the eyes on the business. But again, I, if it, if it's I just going to be Becky and Charlotte at the top all the time, you're not I helping just, anything. I wonder how many extra eyes Becky brings. Is it just the people who are already watching who love her? Or is she really bringing in more viewers? I'm I'm not sure. And I don't know. I'm not saying she's definitely not. But I'm saying I'm not convinced that she is here's something else you know you, you know that becky and, and bianca both knew that this was crap booking oh yeah becky's in this in the, in the spot in the position where she could say that she could say this is going to hurt bianca let's do it a different way that'll get us there and maybe not the way i suggested maybe not having a match where she loses but not that She's in a position where she could have said something 
But and we don't know that she didn't. We don't. Because just because she would have said something doesn't right. mean it would have changed anything. That's true. That is very true. We all know that the buck stops at one person right at the top, and that's McMahon. But right. Uh right. so I'm uh I'm definitely interested to see what happens on SmackDown tonight. Yeah. Um I, but interested does not mean optimistic. Yes, agreed, agreed. Hoping for the best, but we have been burned so many times in the past. So, yeah. Um, also, and real quick, since we're talking about returns, I do want to throw out, uh, as we were talking about Punk, the amazing little uh, tease that he threw into his promo on Dynamite. <laughs> oh, for Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- whatever he would uh, show up as, I'm assuming as Brian Danielson. More than likely. Um, but then they were chanting yes. He was like, hey, not my shtick. You need to be more patient. Yeah. Um, so, and apparently I saw a picture. Uh, I'm not going to say it wasn't Photoshop, but it was reported on by a couple of uh, new sites that I go to as legit that he may have been teasing two other. With his boots. With his shoes. Yeah. Uh, one night they had AC on him when he was wearing the black and white shoes. And then when he was wearing the red and black shoes, it had BW. So Adam Cole mm-hmm. and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Obviously um, he wrote those things for a reason, but you know, for all we, we know, know, they could be, it could be coincidence in the initials of family members or mm-hmm. a shout out. Who knows? Maybe he was a fan of AC Slater and Mario Lopez was on Summer SummerSlam. That's true. And, and uh, yeah. So very true. Very Did true. He messed something up. Uh, he messed something up. I know. No, no. That, Tiffany uh, Haddish definitely Tiffany did. Tiffany Haddish definitely did with the national championship. Yeah, the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tiffany Haddish. And that was ridiculous. But she's not a wrestling fan. Nope. <laughs> yeah. She was just um, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll come. And, yeah, okay. SummerSlam. <laughs> at least cool. she didn't say she's here at Summerfest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Here's Summerfest. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, let's let's move on. We got some other stuff to get through. Let's yeah. um, uh, also on Rampage, uh, Jade versus Kira Hogan, who yeah. recently has left Impact Wrestling and now looks like he's going to be on AEW. Come um, back, but <laughs> but uh, she comes and wrestles Jade, and uh, I'm assuming this is what you were alluding to earlier. <laughs> Gets completely squashed. This is not what you use Kiera Hogan for. Yeah, man. Just oh. you have so many people on the she she has pedigree from Agreed. from Impact. Agreed. It comes in and just I mean, I get you want Jade to look awesome, but does it have to be Kiera? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, they, they're they're using, you know, local talents and stuff all the time for dark tapings and I mean there are so many uh women wrestlers that they use that i i'm not even heard of like, yeah. i don't even know who that is that's who you use for squashes you don't take multi-time champions from other promotions bring them over and have them lose in two minutes like they're nothing mm. yeah oh maybe, was... maybe she'll be part of the the partnership between <laughs> impact and aew and just wrestle on impact that's what i'm <laughs> hoping for at this point <laughs> Could happen. Uh, Could she happen. lost like three matches in her first week. Yeah, like come I don't on. think she has to pay her dues. I think she's done that. She has credibility. You bring her in and you keep it. 
Yeah, I uh, maybe there's a plan. We can only hope. <laughs> I'm not um, but speaking of dynamite, like I said, we touched on CM Punk, um, and uh, then we had uh, Jericho coming out. Of course, he uh, lost the final labor to MJF, tapped out to him the previous week, and he came out to address you know his future in the wrestling business, and he said, you know. We need we need to put it into this. I want one more match. If I can't beat you, Christian put him up to that. <laughs> one more back. match. Yeah. Yep. If I can't beat you, then I won't wrestle in AEW ever again. Just be a commentator. He so said, I'll, no. I'll, "I'll I'll do commentary on Rampage because he has a year. They came out. He has like a year, maybe year and a half left on his contract. Okay. So he, he's happy to just sit in a chair and scream." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, because I really don't see him winning. I you don't think so? No, I think the whole goal through all of this is to really position MJF as one of their top guys, their top heels. And MJF I think Jericho has only lost that. one match, right? Huh? Has MJF only lost one match? Singles? Maybe two? Maybe. Okay. I know definitely one, but may, there might have been a second one that I can't think of. I don't think so. I think there was only one, but I'm trying to remember. I don't remember who. Yeah. What, did he have a title match? Was it Moxley? Actually, I think he did have a title match against Moxley and lost. I think okay. that's right. I know it was a big match, whatever he lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 I kind of see. And, 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 you know, retirement's aren't always forever. And he didn't say retire. He said not wrestle. And we do know he's going to be doing some stuff with Fozzie here in the fall anyway. So it's like, okay, if he just does commentary, he can probably still do that and do the Fozzie stuff. Mm -hmm. If you're just coming in for commentary and then, you know, a year down the line, if for next, you know, the next big pay-per-view at all in next year or double or nothing or whatever there is there. WrestleMania type mm-hmm. one. Um, then he comes back and he gets in the ring or there he, he says, Hey, give me one more chance to wrestle. And if I win, I'm back in kind of thing. You know, you can, you can write him back in no problem. Mm-hmm. But I think the goal here is for MJF to come out as the most hated, despised top heel guy. Yeah. That isn't Kenny Omega at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so I, I'm interested to see what goes there. Of course, uh, MJF came out and he did accept. So we are going to get that match at all out. Um, some, and again, I don't know if we're getting swerved here. I don't know if it's legit, um, with, uh, Wheeler and cash or is it cash Wheeler and cash Wheeler. Yeah. And, um, Scott Dawson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dax. Yeah. Dax Harwood. Yeah. Dax Harwood. Yeah. Um, because it, it's, it's Dax that had the injury. Correct. Uh, honestly, I don't remember which one is which. Cause I've been watching Dunkin the one that lately. isn't bald is the one that. Got okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, he's the one that had the bad gash in his arm and, and had to step out for surgery. And they had this thing backstage and he's like, it might be over for him. We don't know. And I, I don't know how much of this is them just playing it up because again, he's probably not going to be able to come back for quite some time. So why are you saying this now? 
if it might not actually be legit. So he may only have like literally one match left in it, uh, which I think is sad. And, you know, if that's the case, nothing but best wishes to try and get a better recovery uh, so that he can come back to wrestling. Cause I, I enjoyed uh, FTR mm-hmm. that, you know, as hmm. a th- the way their throwback tag team mentality was, I like that the old school, mm-hmm. like the Andersons yeah, um, four horsemen kind of esque, but um, hopefully it's them working the crowd, working mm-hmm. the audience. And this is more of a work rather than a shoot, but yeah, if it's a shoot, thoughts out to you man hope you get better uh a lot faster and a lot better than your projected uh diagnosis um let's see dynamite we also oh we had a fun opening match i thought with matt hardy and orange cassidy Mm -hmm. um kind of they've been kind of having this feud over the past couple weeks and um this is where i they did kind of uh, i thought a nod to the SummerSlam pin with brett and and davy uh the way orange pinned him at the end was the same way but then orange put his hands in his pockets oh, after okay. wrapping his legs <laughs> right which i thought was fun yeah uh but i hope and Matt actually gets... practical yeah. if you think about it like yeah if, if like, your pockets are tight enough it would kind of be hard to to break yeah. that yeah um but it was a fun match we got the at the very top they they they, they got what everybody was wanting which they gave everybody what they wanted which was the 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 kicks and the delete chant back and forth for like 20 seconds and then they got into it uh but get well soon matt because it looks like he got his nose broken by orange cassidy oh uh, there's uh cassidy came over with a a flying cross body off the top and i think kind of landed on his face and then he was gushing blood after that He'll um, come back with one of those uh shameless face guards yep Um, but like I said, Orange Cassidy picks up the win there. Thought that was pretty good. Um, we know that, uh, death triangle, or at least two of them (laughs) will be, uh, taking on Jurassic express, uh, for the chance to take on the young bucks and all out. Uh, I guess that match will be next week on dynamite. Um, Ray, Ray Phoenix and Penta. Mm -hmm. That's who I'm referring to. Um, Let's see what else was big from Dynamite. Uh, of course, Kenny Omega and crew came out, and we got some more uh, development between him and Christian uh, en route to their match at All Out for the um, AEW World Championship. Um, really enjoyed Christian, you know, winning the Impact title to kick off Rampage. What a great choice! Yeah. That was yeah. Um, I told uh, I was watching that with Shane as well because we were in Charlotte for the oh, right. show. Um, yeah, and I told him Christian has to win this. Like there is no other booking option because it's the opening match on the first episode of this brand new show, and they've got a second match coming up mm-hmm. for the AEW Championship. So Kenny can't win because then there's no drama going into the second match. Yeah. And he can't get disqualified because that's everything they say they're not. Yeah. And so the only option, the only option was for Christian to win that match and the, and the title. And I'll tell you what, heck of a sell job from Kenny Omega on that, uh, the chair. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that looked brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so more set up for that and all out. Um, we got uh, Jamie Hayter making her return to the ring. 
uh, or debut in the ring for AEW. For AEW. Um, she has complete, like, she's almost unrecognizable. Yeah. She's a she, beast. She, I mean, you know, she was, I, I saw her a lot in, in stardom. She was tag team champion with B Priestley and, in fact, was champion when COVID hit and shut them down for a while. And then when they came back, she just never came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looked completely different, completely different from what she looks like now. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, she took on Red Velvet and match was, it was a good match. And then they had this one, what people think was a mess up. And if it was a mess up, hell of a recovery from how they came back because uh, Red Velvet did the moonsault somersault and apparently landed on her face. <laughs> on whose face? Her own face? Or her own face. Like, missed oh, okay. it and, and landed on her own face and hate her without missing a beat like a lion on a wounded animal was like, and went right to her and just, you know, bam, 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 done. It was over. Um, So if that wasn't intended to happen and that was an accident, great recovery mm-hmm. um, because it made me think, and again, makes me question whether it was an accident or not mm-hmm. or how it was booked. So yeah, big thumbs up for that. Excited for Hater. I thought she looked great. Um, of course, we had Statlander come out afterwards and we are getting Statlander versus Britt Baker at all out for the AEW Women's Championship. And again, Britt's got that... It's hard for people to boo Britt, man. People yeah. love Britt Baker. Yeah. Is she trying to be a heel? Uh, they're trying to have her. I mean, with the stable and beating people up, it's. Yeah. See, yeah. They made a mistake when they had her in the program with Nyla Rose. Yeah. That was a mistake. Called oh, yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> but um, it's Tim. It's almost like I understand wrestling. Almost. You're almost there. You're almost it's crazy. there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um. And I think uh, that was pretty much... They had the trios match um, with Darby, Eddie Kingston, and... Oh. This is all you. And Moxley. Okay, all right. uh, Versus um, the the, the sidemen, the wingmen, which is like Ryan Nemeth... Um, Ziggler's brother, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't remember the other two. Hey, it was a standard match, ends with a coffin drop. You know, fans pop lo- huge on it, it's fine. Um, what I loved before this was the, the promo by Miro. Oh my god, I love the Redeemer. Miro is amazing. Did you see the promo? Did you catch it? No, oh my god, it's it's like. It reminded me of like uh, from the boiler room, kind of in the back doing a, uh, an interview, and he's talking. It's like, bring me the head of the of the of the what was it the the wayward king or whatever, talking about Eddie Kingston and how he's just gonna just <laughs> kill him, just destroy him. It. If you get it, try to go. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Find it on YouTube. It is an amazing promo. Okay. Okay. How you can't like Miro and what he's doing right now, I have no idea. Yeah. It's it's insanely entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm watching so much wrestling that I, I had to, I've had to take a break from something. So I've, I've been skipping out on Dynamite. Ah. 
understand because there are there are other things I like too. Yes, yes, agreed. <laughs> Besides wrestling, and I'm trying to to and classes are back in in yep. person, and yeah, it's it's just been hard. I don't have as much time, so I'm not but, I'm not saying I'm never going to watch it again. I just haven't watched it the last three or four weeks. True, but let's jump forward. Um, uh, SmackDown last week. Don't have to get into too much because we we'll get into it with SummerSlam. But we did yeah. want to say uh, Shotzi and Tegan beating Natalia and Tamina again <laughs> again like this is like their third non-title victory over Natalia and by the way do we have to brand everything do we have to call every non-title match now a championship contender match you took the words right. I'm about to say I want to I want to pause right here because I got something on my chest that's been pissing me off and it is that I hate it I absolutely hate it it's, it, it's like they're trying to make it feel like something special when it's not. It's just a non-title match. That's all a championship contender match means. Yeah, that's it. But they're like, um, oh, it's a so they they might get a shot at the title. Here's what I propose, and I can't remember who, who it is in history that said this. You might, but I totally agree. If you're a champion and you're wrestling a match, the belt should always be on the line. Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Yeah. What's the point of being the champion if when mm-hmm. you wrestle as the champion, that belt isn't at stake? Right. Because speaking in kayfabe, right? If if the, the person you're wrestling isn't worthy of a title match, they won't win. True. But here's what I'm saying. Again, why does the champion, why why is beating the champion in a non-title match what gets you a title match? It used to be competition competition in the undercard and who rose to the top and then, hey, they've been doing great. Put them in a match. Right. You know, it's, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, they've won like three of them now. Yeah. So what's, you were just saying, you, you beat the champions to get a title match. Not if you're Shotzi and Tegan, yeah. because they've done it three times now and still haven't gotten a title match. Now What's my, it going to take? Now, my bet here, if I was trying to be logical and take myself you, outside of tell it. tell injury. Yeah, because of the injury, I was like, okay, let's run it back one more time to refresh everybody's memory because <laughs> right. our attention span is that short. Right. Uh, <laughs> again, something I... Yeah. Anyway, right. uh, but that's probably why. Yeah. So I assume... The next time they meet, which could be on tonight's show. <laughs> right, right. It will hopefully be a championship match. Right. Um, oh, actually, no, I take that back. We'll get Shotzi versus Natalia. Yeah. We'll get Tegan versus Tamina. We'll switch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do all get four. those. And then we'll get the match at the pay-per-view. Yeah. On the pre-show. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how they book but let's let's get into SummerSlam. let's yeah. get into SummerSlam. um and big card lots of matches lots of matches lots of matches and like i say some good some hit <laughs> and <Yeah>. some yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we kick off uh and this was i uh, this is pre-show um mm-hmm. biggie and baron corbin yeah singles match serviceable yeah serviceable Biggie wins by pinfall, but Corbin, I think, still ended up with the the Money in the Bank briefcase. No, oh no, Biggie got it back. Biggie got it back. Yeah. Okay, okay. We were speculating he was going to cash in. Oh, okay, that's yeah, right. that's yeah. Because right. he, in fact, that to me, that was it. Felt like that's why they 
went ahead and rushed that match and had him get it back so quickly. Ah. I thought maybe, maybe so they'd have him cash in at the end, but no, that didn't end up happening. Okay. But I will say, uh, just since we're talking about Baron Corbin, and you see what's happening since? With the stuff uh, with him being in Vegas and, and hitting it big? No. So now the storyline is they've had pictures of him at Vegas. He's been winning money at the tables, and now he's got all this money back from these big wins. Oh. I now, missed I did see a video today, but I didn't I didn't watch it. I was busy working. So I, yeah, I saw these I were just screenshots I saw, it. and like one was a him uh he's like i'm about to have this um 24 day age steak rare blah 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 with this wine he had like three or four women around him um i'm getting ready to stay in the presidential suite and all this crazy stuff so check out it i think it's on his twitter check his twitter Um, okay all right so it looks like we got a hard pivot on that we'll see how that plays out into tonight because i'm sure they'll bring um, actually tonight they're probably going to show all this tonight on the show sure so Um, interested to see where that goes because, like I say, I've been enjoying Baron Corbin. And, yeah, and yeah. This, for, this for the first line. time ever. Yeah, I'm yeah. invested. I like what's going on. I sent you that picture from the house show of him just so sadly clutching the money yes. in the briefcase <laughs> after his loss to Finn Balor. <laughs> oh goodness, that was uh, my second, maybe my second favorite picture I yes. took at that show. We'll talk about my favorite in a, in a few minutes. Yes, uh, we uh, kick off. Uh, SummerSlam hot with RK bro, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle taking on AJ Styles and Omos for the raw tag team championship. We split on this one. I got it right. You got it got wrong. It. Uh, yeah. Well, but- I told you that I, I, I figured RK bro was going to win the championship. I just didn't think it was going to be a SummerSlam. Like right. They stretch it out. Yeah. And I could have, t- I could have totally seen that happening. Too. Yeah. Uh, it'd be very viable. But uh, yeah, they went ahead and put the belts on him, and great moment for him. Good match. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. I, um, there there wasn't really other than the one we already talked about. There wasn't really a match I didn't enjoy on SummerSlam. Like I thought they were all at least good matches. Yeah, to to a degree. Um, but nothing for me really stuck out as being great or all time memorable or anything like that either. Yeah. And, and, and so I look at this, a lot of the, you know, you look at the times like, man, yeah, a lot of these matches were a lot quicker than I, yeah, in I the moment Shane, thought I that like, they were. Yeah. I looked at Shane. I was like, they're burning through these matches Yeah, at the beginning, but the, the show ended up going four hours somehow anyway. So yeah, they, they, they found, they found the time later on. Yes. Uh, then we roll into Alexa bliss taking on Eva Marie with Dewdrop. Uh, and Bliss picking up the victory pretty easily, you know, four minute match as it should be with Eva Marie in there. Yeah, and you get you get Bliss over, which we all expected, and then you get Dewdrop over afterwards, and finally kind of getting the split. I mm-hmm. absolutely love her getting on the mic and saying, "And the loser is the Eva loser. Marie." Yeah, taking the coat strutting out i was like get it girl it's awesome i love it i yep. love it i love it i love it we're gonna be talking more about dewdrop a little bit later um but yeah i thought that, you know it was fine it was great um huh. move into uh our second title match of the night damian priest taking on sheamus for the united states championship damian priest grabbing that brass ring this is a good match yep um picks up the victory by pinfall 
Uh, I think they have big, big plans for Damian Priest, and yep. I'm hoping that he can carry it on his shoulders because I, I really like him. I, I've gotten to really, really like Damian Priest. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, which you know, at one point I would have never thought because, you know, I've talked before about how I just was not into him. Yeah. Uh, when he was in NXT pretty much. And then they started letting him talk and that changed everything for me. Yeah. Toward the end of his run in NXT, it was when it really started to be like, mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, yep. This guy, I like this guy. He's uh, got an actual personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so real excited to see where they go with him. Uh, I like um, him coming out on raw and kind of stepping up to Bobby Lashley. We might get that program mm-hmm. kind of thing going on, champion versus champion. I, I don't think we're it. getting it yet. I feel like that was a litmus test. I think they wanted to get a reaction. Here's yeah. a reaction to that. I don't think we're getting that yet, but it could happen down the line. Yeah, because obviously it looks like the plan is, and we'll get to it because it, it, we'll, we'll get to that match. We'll wait yeah. With, yeah. Uh, with Lashley. But um yeah, congratulations, Damian, on picking up that victory. Uh, we had uh, the Usos uh, defending uh, their titles against the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and we both called this. It's like the Usos mm-hmm. to retain. Uh, on the show last week, I did throw out that that weird, I was like, what if what if Dominic turns on Mysterio? And then watching it, I was like, what if, what if Ray turns on Dominic? <laughs> Ray's been an a-hole dad lately. Yeah, man. and I was like, could this, oh. And I think we might be getting ready to go there, honestly. A split it's between going the somewhere. Two it's and, going somewhere. They're, they're having Ray be a jerk for a reason. And I tell you what, what do you think Ray would want? To get into a program with his son that he can put him over? Of course he would. Mm-hmm. Of course he would. Make his son look like a million bucks as a singles competitor? Of course he would. I could easily see that happen. Um, next, of course, we had the Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. We've Talk talked about, about that. We don't need to go into it anymore. Becky, your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, after that, we had Drew McIntyre and his grudge match against Jinder Mahal. Uh, Veer and Shanky banned from ringside. And I really wish they would have booked this for gender to win, but they didn't. So perhaps the easiest match in wrestling history to call. <laughs> yes. We both called Drew um, winning and he did. By the um, way, at, at the house show, um, Drew teamed up with Damien to beat Seamus and gender. And, you know, Shane and I were in the front row and um, they were celebrating. And then Drew rolled yes. outside the ring directly towards me. And I was sitting like other people were standing, he walked directly towards me to start looking for high fives. And I just looked at him and didn't stand up. And so he gave a high five to the guy behind me in the second row and then <laughs> moved on. I felt bad about it. Like I wasn't trying to be a jerk, but I told you this last week. I didn't want to be the guy who says, oh, I'm not a big fan of that guy. I really don't like that. And then pretends to be a fan once they have the opportunity in person. I didn't want to be a phony. So I felt bad. Like uh, I didn't want to like hurt his feelings. I don't hate him as a person. I'm just not into his work, but I, I didn't want to be a phony either. He had plenty of love to him. He got plenty of love plenty from everybody else. And what people don't realize, this is just long-term storytelling. WrestleMania 42, Drew McIntyre, Steven Davidson, <laughs> Steel Cage. Let's do, <laughs> let's do it now. I got credit card debt. <laughs> I got to get paid, son. <laughs> Um, yeah, but again, Drew picking up the win. Uh, next, uh, 
Charlotte Flair, Nikki A.S.H., and Rhea Ripley in a triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, I- I'll say this. I like the match. Just didn't match like the outcome. Fun. Match was good. Call, call this one. Cut up to you here, Tim. Yeah. This is where, because I picked Nikki and you picked Charlotte. Yeah. And you're right. They put it on Charlotte. I... It's, Charlotte. it's always Charlotte. They're the, the, the running up her title runs. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. She hasn't had a memorable title reign. Yeah. She really can hasn't. You, can you name me one memorable, successful defense she's had? Asuka. There was a successful defense against Asuka? Yeah. Asuka challenged her because of the Royal Rumble victory, and she broke Asuka's streak and retained her title. Uh, oh, of course. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. one that really That's, comes yeah, to mind. Yeah. Okay. So there's one out of, but more so titles. because she broke Asuka's streak, not that right. she retained her title. Um, right. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one out of 12 title reigns. So she doesn't have memorable reigns. It's not about that. It's about boosting that number. Yeah. I will say, I at least like, I mean, I thought Rhea looked great in the match. I thought Nikki looked really good in the match. Yeah. I the thought they booked the match to make them look, you know, at least competent. It wasn't, mm-hmm. they didn't make Nikki look like the big pushover. At least she looked no, like a competitor. Um, so I, I she's out of that title picture. Saw that. Didn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I wait till we get to the raw stuff, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yep. got something to talk about there too. Um, uh, let's move on to edge. Taking on Seth Rollins. Match of the night. Um, Maybe I, 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 either that or, or Roman and John Cena. I thought both of them were were good, but yeah, not not. They didn't completely wow me, but good. Now going to SmackDown and to this, I love the Brood tribute. Yes. Oh my God! Amazing. Although, yeah. did you read this cost Gangrel a job? <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, Gangrel on a a, a, a podcast said um, he. They asked him, he was like, yeah, I love the whole tribute thing. I thought that was great. Unfortunately, it cost me an opportunity with AEW. He was supposed to be on Dynamite, like, this week. <laughs> but because they did that, AEW calls like, hey, we really hate to do this. Um, but because they just did, we don't, because they were going to have him come in through the ring of fire from the floor, the gangrel entrance, but they just didn't want to be looked at possibly being copycats to WWE since mm-hmm. they did it. And he said, Edge even called him and apologized. like, dude, I am so sorry. Mm. He's like, we've been, we've been talking about doing this for about two and a half months and they've been pushing back because I wanted to do the bloodbath. That's why the, they called it the brood bath Broodbath. and it was yeah. black and not yeah. red. They wouldn't give him permission to do red. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he was like, you know, he loves that people dug the tribute and everything. He says, yeah, it's sad. It did cost me an opportunity, but maybe somewhere down the line, you know, he'll mm-hmm. do something else with them. Yeah. Or maybe WWE will hear this and bring him in for something. Yeah. Um, kind of weird yeah. to just have Gangrel and Edge and without Christian. That's true. That's yeah. true. Or Gangrel and Christian without, <laughs> without Edge it. on yeah. AEW. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm assuming that's probably what was going to – he's probably going to show up and maybe – help Christian for a second against Omega and the crew, the mm. elite would have mm. made sense. Um, yeah. But I just thought that was kind of funny and sad at the same time that, yeah. Uh, but I did love 
the entrance, the whole nod to it. They even did the music, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, really dug it. But I thought the match was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, beats Rollins by submission. Um, I did like the finish. It wasn't a finish we normally see from Edge. He mixed it up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, was, it was different. I liked that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yep. So, yeah, pro- probably match of the night. But I liked, I liked Roman and Cena. Yeah, too. I liked Roman and, and John Cena as well. Um, I, just, I just I think because of the brood stuff, this one nostalgically edges it out. <laughs> I thought it started off really slow. That that's my thing. Like the first half of it dragged for me, but then it picked up. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's move on to uh, the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Goldberg. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a little rough. Yeah, this one I. Hmm. Uh, and I, but I, I'll say this. They had me fooled when they went for the referee stoppage at first. I was like, oh, crap, he's actually hurt himself. Mm. I I thought so at first, but the way Lashley kept going after him. Well, as soon as Lashley went back after him, I was like, okay, you know, this is totally a work. Um, And then I was pissed because I'm like, why are we having this kind of finish on this match at SummerSlam? I I think I know. And yeah, well, and again, we believe... This is setting up another match between the two of them in Saudi Arabia. That, but I think there's another reason. Ah, because okay. I think if you'd just gone with Lashley just beating Goldberg outright, mm-hmm. it's the exact same story as Cena reigns. Okay. The the legend comes back, challenges the big dominant champion, and then just loses outright. It would have been the same story in back-to-back title matches on the same show. That's true, and you don't want to do the squash, especially after you've done Becky and Bianca. Yeah. So, okay, so okay. I think they, they booked themselves into a bit of a corner here, and I think that this was their way out of it so that it wasn't the same. We weren't seeing the same thing in both matches. True, but I do same expect... story. Yeah, I do expect this match at Saudi Arabia, though. Yes, I, I think that's another reason, too. Yeah, they were okay keeping it going. They were okay doing this because they were fine to keep it going because like you said i think we'll see it in saudi arabia yeah um but yeah very if they, did, if they didn't want to keep it going i don't know what they would have done yeah uh yeah. but main event roman reigns with paul Heyman defending his title against john cena the wwe universal championship and had reigns lost he said he would have left the wwe i groaned when he said that because again it's just like why are you telegraphing yeah, because once he said that, well, I mean, it was obvious. It's Cena like you're winner. just telling yeah. everybody there's no way that John Cena is going to win. Yeah. Even though, I mean, as people who are fans of the business and watching, we didn't expect him to win anyway. Right. But now you're just you're just saying, hey, just so you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is definitely not winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't expect him to win, but there was still a chance that they would do it to get him that 17th title reign. Yeah, like there was still yeah. that glimmer of hope, like maybe he'd win it and then lose it you know, this week or something like that. Something mm-hmm. a quick, a quick turnaround, but yeah, but um, that, I, I, I liked the match, but I, I, I thought it might be like just a mind blowing, unbelievable match. I didn't get that from it. You know, Cena has been talking about the, the one, two, three, all I need is a, a quick one, two, three. And, you know, he did the roll up to him on SmackDown yeah. just to show that he could do that. But I didn't expect that to be his entire plan of attack. 
Yeah. And that, like, that was his entire plan of attack was trying to roll him up and get the win for the mm-hmm. first 15 minutes. Yeah. And so that, that didn't click for me because it's John Cena and he knows his opponent is Roman Reigns and he knows that, yeah, it could happen, but that's not your best, that's not your best bet. Cena. Mm-hmm. So the story of it didn't click for me because of that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Let's see. Out of five stars, what do you rate SummerSlam for yourself? <laughs> man, the, the Becky thing really hurt it for me. It, I, it I took, hate it, Be honest. Be real with it, it man. It took me out of it, but nothing else was awful. Goldberg was struggling. Um, and I, I've defended him in the past, but he, he was having a rough time. Um, but Edge and Seth was pretty good, and Cena and Roman was pretty good. Uh, right in the middle, like two and a half. I was going to say probably three, three yeah. for me. Um, but again, you're right. The I mean, Goldberg, the Becky stuff. Even though, again, I love the return, just don't like what happened uh, with the match, and it really did make it again sour taste in the mouth. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's what I'm going to remember about this SummerSlam. Yeah. That's going to be the takeaway point is, oh, okay. Well, yeah. her coming back and Brock coming back, but mostly her and the squash of Bianca is what's going yeah. to stick out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just really hoping it's a Daniel Bryan moment for Bianca. That That's what I have my fingers crossed for. Yeah. People are Hopefully. so mad about it that they'll start just getting behind her the way they did Daniel Bryan. Yes. Uh, let's move on to TakeOver because they had two pay-per-views this week. Um, this one on I Sunday. I didn't, get, I didn't get my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't get your Sunday. I didn't get my pre-work Sunday. Had to get up <laughs> at six. Yeah. Oh goodness. Uh, but only a few matches. At least the takeovers are less matches. So yeah. this will be shorter, a shorter show. Yeah. Uh, we had a pre-show match with Ridge Holland uh, defeating Trey Baxter. Of course, Pete Dunne was with Ridge Holland. Um, I actually missed the, this this match, so I can't read really the comment. I mean, it was paint by numbers. Yeah. Okay. Kind yeah. of the same thing. Yeah. But then we kicked off the show with probably the one I was most excited for. Yeah, me too. Which was, And followed with the next one I was most excited for. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, Cameron Grimes with DiBiase taking on LA Knight. Um, million Dollar Championship on the line. Uh, if Grimes loses, DiBiase becomes LA Knight's butler. All the drama, everything we've been building to. We both picked Cameron Grimes to win, of course. And he did. And this is a yeah. good match. I really yeah. enjoyed this. Uh, yeah. DiBiase got in a little bit. He got to throw on the Million Dollar Dream, which was great. Mm-hmm. A throwback. Uh, but yeah, Grimes picks up the pinfall, gets the Million Dollar Championship, celebrates. It was just, it was done good. It was well. I loved it. It was, it was his time to win. Yeah, his time to win. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, an NXT... The limo. I love the vest that he has. Yeah, I love the gear. Yeah, the gear is great. Um, seemingly at the end of the the night, he's saying goodbye to DBS, like thanks for helping. Mm-hmm. But DBS is going, you know, away. And I love the DBS being DBS, mm-hmm. giving him the. He gives him back the main dollar championship. He's like, no, man, I appreciate it, but I don't need it. He's like, no, you want it, you keep it. And it's a replica. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Loved every bit of that. Um, but yeah, so I love the match. I love where they're going doing with Cameron Grimes. I think it's great. 
Um, wonder where they'll go from here. Yeah, where we go from yeah. here is a, is a good question. Yeah. Um, we had Ra- Raquel Gonzalez taking on Dakota Kai, and we both called this one wrong. Yeah. <laughs> As Raquel Gonzalez uh, retained her championship in I, a really good match. I really I, enjoyed yeah. this. I thought it was I thought good. this was great. Uh, I thought Dakota looked really good and mm-hmm. held her own very well against the the powerful Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And I really love what happened after the match as we got the debut on NXT proper of Kaylee Ray. Yep. So, ooh, yes, I've been saying she's de- she's destined to come over either to the main roster or over to NXT um, from NXT UK anytime now as she just dropped the title over there on NXT UK mm-hmm. a little while ago. Yep. Um, so yeah. So there was I, nothing left for her there. Yeah, she'd done everything she could do over there. Yeah. So, and now she's over here. I think it's great. So can't wait to see uh, those matchups that come because of that. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably should have seen the Dakota loss coming after main event a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's honestly. true. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking about it in the moment, but yeah. Yeah. I still don't get, I still don't understand what that was. Yeah. Uh, up next. And I'll actually say this is my match of the night. I agree. I, I there, there were things about it that I didn't like, but I still agree. Yeah. And Walter, this was just a hell of a match. You talk about hard hitting. Yeah. Oh my God. The welts and the look. Yeah. Oh, geez. Blood blisters. Mm. Yeah. I just wish it's what I was talking about. I just wish Ilya you know, didn't wrestle a guy so big. Like he's the same size, like doing yeah. throws and suplexes. Like I didn't like that. But the strikes and the slaps and the kicks and and that stuff, yeah, it that was good and it was good enough that the throws didn't kill the match for me. Yeah, uh, Walter looked amazing in this match too. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, there's a lot of speculation as to whether he's going to just be like he's going to pretty much leave in NXT UK behind and possibly just be on NXT now. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because he has been quoted in interviews previously saying that he doesn't want to move to America. So who knows? But either way, <laughs> I, I I won't say what I was about to say. Okay, keep going. Keep going. I can probably guess. But anyway, <laughs> uh, a great match between two of them. Congratulations uh, to Ilya, uh, new NXT UK champion. Um, main events. Well, not main event. Next to main event. Nope. Sorry, nope. it didn't. Oh, it cut off the last. Well, we know. What it is. <laughs> yeah, we know. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Three stages of hell, basically, but two out of three falls. I said on the show last week, I really would have loved the surprise only two falls. Yeah. You know, subvert the expectation that we know you're going to go all three falls and end it in the second fall. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And when Kyle O'Reilly took the first fall, I was like, oh, my God, they might do it because <laughs> I was pretty sure Kyle was going to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But then Cole won the second one, and then we eventually we did have to go into the cage. But um, as we both predicted, Kyle O'Reilly comes out with the victory here, uh, which is good. And seemingly, and well, as of tonight, Adam Cole's uh, contract extension officially expires. Mm-hmm. As of tonight, yeah. Um, uh, word is that he is not 
has, well, word is he is definitely done with NXT. Whether he negotiates to go somewhere else like Raw or SmackDown, who knows? But most speculation, and I think the safer bet is he is probably AEW back. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Say. I'm and fine the, with that. And again, yeah. I think he'll do better there. I think there's a better spot for him, mm-hmm. um, honestly. And I'm nice guy. I, I've seen him be very nice to people and nice to fans. I'm just not a fan of his style, so I'd rather not have him on Raw or SmackDown personally. For me, yeah, in and, my fandom. But and I mean, and honestly, even if they wouldn't use him, right? Yeah, they wouldn't book him, right? And he knows that. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> look no further than one of the participants in our next match, the main event of the night. Uh, Karrion Cross defending his NXT championship against Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe just went and whooped that ass. <laughs> it didn't take very long. I, no, it did not. <laughs> what was do we know the time on that match? I Unfortunately, it cut off uh this. So I don't I can't even see the times on here. Um I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. You keep talking. Okay. But yeah, this match just and muscle buster. Muscle Buster yeah. has returned. Um, finishes him off with that, and just I mean, he pretty much dominated him. Um, Cross got some offense in, but this was not a showcase for Cross. <laughs> this was we'll twenty four seconds. What was it? Twelve minutes twenty four seconds. Yeah, twelve minutes twenty four. It's not very long considering. Um, and yeah, like I say, Joe looks like a million bucks. He's your new champion. Cross is now on Raw as a Mad Max reject. Um, I, I, I looks like gladiator from the daredevil comments. Yeah. And I, and and somebody pointed out is like, it's so he can be marketable. I'm just like, that's what you want to market. You no, seriously, because you realize you have Scarlet Bordeaux, right? Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's not where you're going. It's, and apparently the reason she hasn't been with him is she's not cleared to compete. Compete? Yeah, that's the term they use. Now, granted, she did compete in Impact, and she could be part of the women's roster. More of a but she hasn't. But she hasn't wrestled at all in NXT. Yeah, so I'm saying. She hasn't wrestled at all in NXT, so why are we saying compete? Yeah. She's just going to be arm candy there for him, basically. She's going to stand there and do I, her little motions in the entrance and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I oh, boy. Um I <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. Mean, yeah. He's he's another one I've just never caught on to really. So I mean whatever. But the way they booked him while he was NXT champion was just ridiculous. By the way, the Kyle O'Reilly uh Adam Cole match, they had the the one match before it was what Falls Count Anywhere or whatever that was that went like three and a half hours or something, one fall. And now three falls take place in 25 minutes. Yep. <laughs> I think they what heard the feedbacks. The <laughs> they might have. What was with the booze for Kyler Riley? I didn't expect that. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's that it's the thing with, with Adam Cole, people just love to cheer. He has the great entrance, the muse, you know, even though they well, changed he his used music. to. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? I talked a little a little while ago. Like that was the thing I liked about him was the entrance and the music. He he needed that music for his entrance, and they yeah. changed it. But uh, yeah, so you know he still does the boom, even though it sounds weird with the new music. Yeah, still get the Adam Cole baby, which 
which yeah. everybody was blasting out. And like people were, they were chanting like Adam Cole, Adam Cole. I think it's because I think it's a lot because a lot of those fans know that he's probably done, and it was yeah. more of a an appreciation send off for him rather than really booing Kyle. Um, as far as not liking Kyle, I think it's just mm-hmm. we're booing you because you're against Adam and he's the one we really really love. He's been you know one of the heart and souls of NXT for the past three, four years. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that had more to do with it than anything, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Let's jump to NXT and some of the other stuff. That of course we had the finals of the breakout tournament uh, and my pick to win did not win. <laughs> he was in the yeah, finals. Same. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the finals, but did not win. Odyssey. Did not pick up the victory, but Carmelo Hayes did, and it was a good match. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked I, the two I think of them. They already know that Odyssey Jones is going to be a star. He's already been doing dark matches. I think yeah. he is going to be uh, kind of in the main event scene of NXT, if not main roster bound after the uh, draft anyway. so and, and, and can I say something you don't often say about a professional wrestler, about okay. Odyssey Jones? I think Odyssey Jones has a very kind face. I okay. think he just looks like a really nice guy. Okay, yeah. I, no, I get I get what you're saying. He like he smiles a lot and he just his eyes light up. I think he just looks like a nice guy. I hope he really is. <laughs> I've never met him. I hope uh, I hope it's not a ruse, but I just <laughs> think he looks like a super nice guy and uh and I hope he does well for himself. Yeah, until yeah. until I learn otherwise. True. True. Uh, I don't. Um, um, but yeah, I think they, they know he's going to be a star. So I think they gave the win to somebody else that they want to be a star. Yeah. To get the rub from the win. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about uh, Zion Quinn. What was this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? What is happening with some of this booking? I mean, you know, T and shock. Well, first of all, we haven't seen Zion Lee in a while. And right. I, since have we seen her since she hurt Mercedes? I'm not sure if we've seen her since then. Um, I don't think so. Mei Ling comes out with Boa. Boa has this match against Zion Quinn, whoever that is. <laughs> didn't get an entrance. Didn't get music. Was just standing there. They didn't even acknowledge him on commentary. And then he wins. So <laughs> Just straight up. He just straight up won the match clean. Yeah. Uh, what? Are they just killing Tian Shaw? Like, I was interested in this. I thought this yeah. was cool. And now it's like they're just killing it? Or is he going to join it or something? Like, I, I don't know what's going on. My jaw dropped. And what? <laughs> doing Boa no favors. Doing Tian yeah. Shaw no favors. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I'm very, very bewildered by this. And And again... I'm, it's hard for me to super get invested to some storylines right now with NXT with what they say are imminent changes coming. It's like once we hit the draft and obviously some people are probably going to get called up, I would assume. And, you know, everything's kind of solidified. Then reinvesting in some of the storylines might, because I think that's going to be kind of the, the end point for some things. Mm-hmm. It looks like maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um, people, I saw people saying takeover was like, 
the season finale, or the series finale of NXT. And I was like, no, it's going to be business as usual at TakeOver. Like, it's not going to be a weird show. I mean, it's business as usual, and that's what it's been. And now yeah. they're taping the shows. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest changes, and is that they'll be taping shows. Uh, I think they already did. They taped on Monday. This show was not live. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, this wasn't live, and I guess... yeah. And people got kicked out. Oh, that's, I didn't hear that. That's a big news story. Several people got kicked out of this show. Fans? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. People, not, not more wrestlers. They released no. several more just by kicking no, them out. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, they brought them to work and said, you're released. Get out. Apparently, security was going through the fans with uh, tablets and phones with people's pictures on them. And if they found those people, they were to be ejected immediately. All those people work for wrestling sites they were doing this to try and prevent spoilers i have a problem with this um i have no problem with you wanting to keep spoilers from getting out there make the people in attendance sign ndas and then make it a monetary thing and sue them afterwards i guarantee you they're not going to leak yeah um because you put it in that nda how much it's going to cost you i guarantee you they don't tell anybody Mm -hmm. um but actively removing people from the building, I, that, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth, especially when they're just there watching the show. It does to me if they paid for tickets. They yeah, paid if they for paid tickets. for tickets to be there, I'm sorry. Yeah, You're kicking them out? No, no, sir. No, sir. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so don't like that. Um, but it may have worked because I haven't seen any spoilers for what was recorded last or for on Tuesday night. I haven't either. So I, now I don't look for them, but usually I'll see like, you know, the, the headline to click on. Yeah. I, yeah. I that's what I'm saying. I didn't, I didn't yeah. look at the spoilers, but I haven't seen a headline for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe cause they got, there's a lot of backlash that went on with sites and stuff and message boards. And maybe they saw that and like, Hey, maybe we should just do an indie. <laughs> maybe that's what mm-hmm. they're doing now. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But hopefully they, they figure that out a little bit better <laughs> with how to handle that. But uh, moving on, we got uh, hit row. Getting beat. Yeah. Getting beat. But you had to keep this. You got to keep the the feud going. I like it. Legado del Fantasma versus Hit Row. We got a new player involved with Electra Lopez, um, which I think is cool. Helping. You know, it wasn't a clean win. Electra helped. Right. She helped them win. So it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So I would have I would have been less enthused. Um, if it had been clean, but I, I get what they're doing here. So they had to bring somebody in for BFAP. Yeah. And that's what this is. So it's going to be like a four on four thing now. And Hit Row eventually get the win, just like, just like Cameron Grimes eventually got the win. So I'm not too worried about it. And uh, it'll be, I mean, BFAP was all up in that, uh, that uh, parking lot brawl they did yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I, I've been talking about BFAP. I like her vibe. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more, and I think this uh, addition of Electra Lopez will allow us to see more of BFAB and see really what she brings from the physical side of things. Yes. Uh, so excited what they're doing there. I'd love to see an actual four-on-four match. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, stardom. I know we don't have a lot to talk about. Let you give a little stardom update here. I mean, there's nothing to update other than they, they you know, no more shows since last time. So, um uh, nobody had COVID that I know, but they were in contact with people who did. And so just to be safe, 
Mm -hmm. shut down shows for a couple of weekends, but they are back this weekend. They'll be picking back up with the five-star. Momo's back in action, too, so she ended up only missing one show because of the cancellations instead of three. So Momo's back in action. Um, Mai Sakurai, the new member of Cosmic Angels, is doing something similar to what Unagi Sayaka did. She's going to go through a challenge series of matches Oh, okay. Uh, against top stars, and I know Momo's one of those this weekend. Um, so they're they're picking back up, and hopefully, uh, I guess this will push all the five star uh, Grand Prix stuff back a little bit. I would imagine, um, but yeah, they're picking back up, and we'll talk more about them next week because we okay. have actual shows. Yep, excellent. Glad that they're coming back, and wasn't a longer hiatus. Good, yep. good, good. Uh, so let's uh, kind of wrap things up with a raw here. Um, we talked about Dewdrop earlier with SummerSlam and Dewdrop owns up to the name. And I thought, and I, I for a second, I thought she was like, my real name is Piper Niven. I thought mm-hmm. that's where this was headed for, but she said, no, yeah. I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to own up to it and embrace it. I'm cool with it. It's fine. I, I can't imagine this will be forever still. Yeah. I just don't see her wanting that being the label for her the whole time. I mean, you know, if they want her to eventually be a, a raw or smackdown women's champion once charlotte or becky retire um <laughs> I, I can't imagine new smackdown women's champion do drop i just i can't hear it so I, I i still don't think this will be permanent i was a little surprised that they didn't go back to piper niven now though yeah i and that's like i say that's what i was expecting and, and hoping yeah um but she's now owned up to it and gets tagged by eva marie and yeah. we're gonna get that proper one-on-one to next 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 week next week (laughs) because why wait why wait (laughs) why push things out why build anything um yeah but we know the past like four weeks has been a build it's like no it hasn't (laughs) hasn't. (laughs) you don't understand um another element to that that we haven't talked about is if you just throw these matches on raw without hesitation they just don't feel special if you don't make us wait for them then we don't have time to want them and they don't feel special yeah so i agree make us wait make us wait make us want the matches all right i have a question for you oh okay all right what and you cannot answer charlotte or becky lynch as an answer because oh. <laughs> i know we're, we're your cynical mindset right now would go straight to that i'm 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 angry yeah. what does wwe absolutely love to do oh they love to split teams split oh and actually you're jumping ahead because i'm actually not talking about the next news item oh okay all right so take that out of the equation although that's a viable that's a viable answer but not okay. the one i was looking for but it does involve tag teams okay what are they like? Uh, oh, you, oh, you want me to guess again? Or are you gonna go ahead? You can guess. Oh gosh. Okay. Involving tag teams. Yeah. Um, they like to give them stupid mishmash names. That's true, but they love the odd couples. They love the odd couples. We've seen it with Orton and Riddle, which works. That's awesome. It, it, it's great. Um, they did it with Rock and Mankind. You know. They've done this for years and years and years, but they've been doing it a lot lately, <laughs> a lot on both sides, uh, uh, on each brand. And it seems like it's now happening in the women's division as well as 
now that they're not going to be part of the main event picture, now we have Nikki <laughs> A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley as a team, which, hey, I'm fine if they want to team them up and go with Tag Team Gold. Yeah. That's fine. At least they get some shine. <laughs> At least yeah. the tag team division gets some more participants. Yeah. <laughs> it might be intriguing because yeah. Lord knows we hadn't seen them for two weeks, but out comes Nia. <laughs> And Shayna, <laughs> yep. who we thought were done, but hey, no, we're gonna lose again. <laughs> yeah, we're a team just so we can lose again. It's and crazy. guess who took the pin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, my my favorite picture that I took at the house show. That's true. Was an amazing shot yes. of Rhea Ripley. Like it looked professional, if I do say so myself. I agree. And uh, I shared that on Twitter, and Rhea shared that on yes. Twitter. She quote tweeted it and I got almost a thousand likes that on that, awesome. on that tweet. Um, you didn't like it <laughs> or even acknowledge it. That's true. You sent it to me it to a you. text and then I just completely forgot to respond. <laughs> just didn't acknowledge it at all. Like I was basically like, I'm going to try to get a good picture of Rhea for Tim. And I got the best picture ever taken of Rhea Ripley. And I sent it to you and you're just like, F you dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not the head of the table. I couldn't acknowledge you. <laughs> All right, just means I don't have to provide. That's true. It's very true. <laughs> but no, it was a fantastic picture. That was an, an excellent picture. Check my check my Twitter. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, now, if we can just turn a, some of those thousand likes into some listeners, it'd be great. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> But now let's jump to what you thought. I the think I, I think about. I got one follower out of it. <laughs> one. Um, let's talk about probably the most notable thing that happened on Raw, which is Miz and Morrison breaking up. The Miz betraying Morrison. Um, they teased the kind of split the previous week, and then it was like they amended things together. Everything's okay, but then Miz just went full on. Nope. <laughs> On this they show. They teased it like Miz was going to be the face. Yeah. Which um, I was skeptical. I was like, no, don't do <laughs> that's that. not don't the way to that. do it. Yeah. And so they're doing it the right way. I think Miz betraying him, Miz staying that heel character because he's much better at it. Much. And Morrison, especially with the Johnny drip drip, people want to be have fun and cheer him, you know, and let it, he's kind of the R truth kind of character that you know feels, oh yeah he's got the water it's fun it's just fun um so i but again rushing to this match as we have it this week on raw yep. coming up this week oh man <laughs> and, and but, you know in all likelihood we'll also get it at extreme rules yeah more than likely this is going to be one of those just well, build to it a different way without having matches before the match make us wait for it make us want it yeah. Why can't they just have like a confrontation? Why does it have to be yeah. a match? Right. Um, they can have matches against other people that, you know, they interfere in or do a distraction or whatever. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, Charlotte, looks like we know who's going to be taking her on. Yep. And it's Alexa. Yeah. And I'm, I wanted Alexa to be the one to beat Asuka for yes. the title. And it looked like they were going in that direction for a little bit. But then they just dropped that. Yeah. They've had a few pivots with Alexa that have been weird. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't, they didn't know where they wanted to go, what they wanted to do. 
Um, but you know, I'm fine and I'll be thrilled if she takes the title from Charlotte. Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely. thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um, as long now as she doesn't they, turn around and lose it a week later. Well, yeah, it might be three weeks. Um, <laughs> but here they actually did okay. They didn't give us a whole bunch. There was no physical confrontation. They didn't right. get into a fight. They didn't have a match. Right. Um, so, so far, so good here. Now, you know, they need to give us more than high. Yeah. Um, but for a start, and with Alexa's character, it was fine. Yes. Yeah. Let's see where we go on Monday. Yeah, I want to see where we go with this. So, um, but yeah, I mean that's that, that's pretty much it. That that is what happened on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Raw. That's yep. Raw. <laughs> Three hours, and that was it. And that was it. That's yeah. There's one of the problems. <laughs> it's like no wonder we keep getting all these rematches. You don't. You have to fill all this time. Gee, I wonder how you could alleviate that. Where's all that talent in the back? <laughs> right. You know, I was thinking just uh, uh, today, I think, maybe yesterday, that I, I was thinking about the WWE's roster. And they have two rosters, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Raw and yeah. SmackDown. They have enough singles talent for, like, three rosters. Mm-hmm. They have enough tag team talent for one roster. And they have enough women for two, but they still don't use them all. Yep. So I think they have a good number of women. They just don't use... Mandy Rose went to NXT. We haven't seen her since. Yeah. We haven't seen Dana Brooke since Mandy left. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw saw Mandy this past week. Oh, what did I miss? There was a brief backstage segment uh, after the... The the Gigi Dolan tag team match. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes, that's right. Okay, uh, but still, we haven't seen Dana on the main roster. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, you're gonna yell at me. Um, but yeah, so they they need to reallocate some things, I think. And a lot of these singles people, you know, we're not crazy about about mishmash tag teams, but if you're not doing anything with them and you need more tag teams. I guess you might as well just make some of these singles talents you're not doing anything with in the tag teams. Yes. Um, At least, you know, invigorate your tag team division. Mm-hmm. Because there are not enough tag teams. And again, because we're getting the same matches week in and week out yeah. in the tag team division. For months. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> Let's switch it up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I know you've had all show. What's one thing you loved? Well, you talked about it earlier. Um, I was hoping you wouldn't, but you did. DiBiase giving the replica belt. Yeah, oh, <laughs> my streak continues. Yeah, what is that? Three shows in a row that I yeah. completely destroyed. Whatever your <laughs> yeah, is. yeah, but it, it was perfect. And you know, I was wondering anyway, like, what are they going to do with this million dollar belt? Like, they can't really keep it around. Yeah, like it can't now be a championship that's defended regularly. That's never what it was intended to be. So I thought it was a, a good way to get rid of it, but to also have a little a little jab there at the end that's in character for both yeah. DiBiase and Cameron Grimes. So I liked how they wrapped that up. Yeah. yeah well, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I really liked it. Um, for me, it's CM Punk, uh, of course. How could it not be? But not specifically the return, although that, yes, to the moon, over it. I love it. I'm in. Um, but they pre-recorded rampage this week and i didn't read the spoilers 
because they recorded it after Dynamite. So they recorded those matches after Dynamite. Um, after they were done recording everything, CM Punk comes back out in front of the crowd. And I love this. And he talks to them. And, and what I love is that he stayed the whole show. He didn't have to. After his segment, you know, he could have been done. But this goes to show how I think, forgive the term, all in he is for being back in wrestling. And AEW is, he hung out. He wanted to talk to the guys in the back and hang out with the young talent and talk about the business. And then they get to the end of the show. He comes out and he thanks the fans for sitting through what's a long show. And he's, he's like, and, and he even in this speech, he tells him, he's like, you know, I'm going to soak it up as long as I can. I love that you guys give me this reaction that I'm getting right now. And, you know, our loving singing cult of personality. And that's great. And I know the shine will eventually probably wear off as it does with all things. He's like, but I'm going to enjoy it for now. And because you guys have that dedication to come out here and stay through all this and be a red hot crowd the whole time. I just wanted to come out and say, thank you. And I'm just like, that's class. That's class. And also let me add to it, buying ice cream for everybody out of his own pocket in Chicago. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. CM Punk loved it. Every bit of it. Yep. But yeah, that's our show. Um, Real quick. uh, If I meant to mention it at the beginning of the show, you may have noticed in listening this week, there was a quick little advert at the beginning of the show. Uh, We have turned on uh, the ACAST supporter option on our uh, podcast. If you'd like to donate to the show, we appreciate it. We don't expect it. Uh, you know, that's, that's not, we're not begging for money or anything. We're just saying, if you want to help us out, we can put that towards improving the show equipment, uh, subscription fees to improve the, the premium, you know, side of the show. Uh, or if you just want to throw us like a few dollars and be like, Hey, go buy a, a soda on us or take yourself out to lunch, whatever. If you want to help us out, we greatly appreciate it. We uh, are most appreciative of just you guys tuning in, listening and, and liking and sharing with other fans that we can hopefully grow the show. But if you'd like to donate, we're not going to say no, you know, we'll appreciate any help we can get, but uh, I've got the cage match coming up though. So that's true. He's got that cage match. uh, WrestleMania 42. Um, (laughs) No holds barred the sequel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, there'll be a link inside the show description and you can get to the page there if you'd like to do it. And if not, hey, no big deal. doesn't hurt our feelings. It's out there if you want to do it. Um, But we will be back next week, of course, with more great action here on Positively Wrestling. If you want to reach out to us, you can. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Plus WrestleCast. That's P-L-U-S, WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. Make sure you check out that Rhea Ripley picture. It's awesome. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. And you can also email us if you'd like at POSWrestleCast at gmail.com. We're going to snicker and laugh because we're 13-year-olds every time we say it. POSWrestleCast at gmail.com. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week on Positively Wrestling. Matane.